everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes Podcast. Welcome. I am so glad that you're here. I'm super excited about this episode. As you know, on this podcast, I encourage you to say yes to building a life and a business that you love. And sometimes it's just me talking and coaching, and other times I have a guest on. And this is one of those times. My guest today is Venus Monique. She is a member of Team Yes, and she is so interesting. You're going to love this conversation. She's the founder of Personal Powerhouse. So she teaches life skills to young women. And that is so fun. She'll tell us all about that. She also has a group there, a membership called The Sisterhood. She's also an actor. She is in the show Vindication, and you can find that on Amazon Prime. So I'm going to put all the details in the show notes at greatbigyes.com. She sent me all the links. So the different things that she talks about in here, and there's a lot, um, you'll be able to find at greatbigyes.com. So um enjoy this conversation. It's really great. She has a strong faith and a great story and I just love talking to her. So I know you're going to love it as well. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Venus Monique. All right. Hi, Venus. How are you? Hi. Oh, I'm great. I'm so happy to be on. I am so happy to have you here. And um, would you just start by introducing yourself and letting everyone know what you do? Yes. Um, I am Venus Monique, and I live in the Hill Country part of Texas. Um, what I do is actually teach life skills to young adults using YouTube. I using well, I was using Instagram and Facebook, and then my mini course. So equipping equipping them so that they are ready and prepared and competent when they step into adulthood. Because I was not. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, so. I know about this because I have a 23-year-old and a 21-year-old and an Mm 18-year-old. So I love that you're doing this. Like, how did this start? How did this idea come to you? You said you want to equip them because you didn't feel equipped. So did you know at that time, like, I wish I would have known this or this is something looking back, you're like, that would have really been helpful. (laughs) Well, I I think it kind of slowly developed as I was being introduced to these common sense life skills. And I'm like, why did nobody tell me that? That was such an easy thing that it could have been taught to me, but now I have to learn the hard way. And so initially I was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure that my nieces and nephews know this stuff. I'm going to teach them and equip them and help them so that they're ready. And then it just kind of kept, it just kind of kept growing. And like my idea kept getting bigger and bigger. And then I wanted to help my nieces and nephews and their friends. And so I was like, oh, I can do a big group session and I can go talk to them and put them through these real life scenarios. And, and then it kept growing and growing. And I'm like, wait, now this whole idea is getting bigger than I initially planned. Oh, so, I love yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So I have a question for you. What is like one of the most, the thing that you, you think kids should know, you think young adults should know, and they don't know it. Like, what is the most surprising thing that you're like, okay, they don't know how to do that. Uh, okay, the first thing, oh, there are so, so many, but the first thing, and I'll say this because I went through this, is putting gas in the car. Like you go oh. with your parents all the time to just fill up, and yep. you don't think about the buttons that are on there, putting your debit card in, uh, like which process, do I need to go talk to the cashier? How do I know which side my fuel tank is on or my, you know, my gas cap? Like all yeah. those little tiny things that they're just not taught because people assume you'll just catch it. And I, in high school, um, my best friend and I, I lived in a small town, so we would just 
cruise the drag, which just means ride two roads over and over and over for hours. <laughs> and so she ran out of gas. So we're like, okay, you know, next step is go to the pump and fill up. So we got there and she was like, okay, I don't know how to do this. Do you? And I was like, no, I thought you were going to do it. She was a little older than me. So we really just sat at the pump until some other adult came by. And finally, this older gentleman came by and like helped us fill up the tank. And we were in high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and what's funny about that is I'm so much older than you. We used to have full service gas stations. Ooh, yeah. So you could go to the gas station and they would literally pump the gas for you. So you really like didn't even need to know. How oh, to pump yeah. Huh. Yeah. And that's completely changed. But I yeah. just learned something new. I'm 51 and I just learned that um, when you look at your fuel tank inside the car, like you look at the empty or full, you know, the uh -huh. measuring thing, that yeah. there's a little light that shows you what side, of, what side of your car the gas tank is on. Yes. And I did a, a YouTube video on that to teach kids. Cause I'm like, there's a, there's an arrow or there's a picture of a pump or there's a light, but it lets you know. Cause if you get a rental car yeah. and you're like, Oh crap, I don't even know which yes. side to pull up to the pump, but there's always an indicator, but you don't know that. <laughs> it's so interesting. Okay. So, and I remember you telling me, or and I watched, you did one about, um, how to, uh, address an envelope. Yeah. That was another one where it's like, people assume it's common sense and you, you get taught maybe a little bit in school, but it's not something you do consistently. So if right. you don't do it consistently, it doesn't really stick. So I was like, okay, how can I make this easy for them to remember? So, okay. Yeah. I love this. So how, like, do kids know that they need this or how do they kind of come into working with you? Like, are they like help or they're just about to get their own apartment or like kind of what are your, most of your people doing in their life or how do they come across you? How do they start working with you? So a lot of um, my audience was first found on Instagram. I was using hashtags and would kind of find them. And I mean, I had a pretty large variety of ages. So anywhere from like 13 to 20s, um, even some adults. And so I, that's been the hard part of marketing because when I was starting out, my brain was like, I don't want to market to the parents, even though they're the ones who have paying. the finances. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I'm like, I don't want to market to them because I want to develop a relationship with the kid and, or the teen or the college student. But also I don't want kids to be forced to do my programs or to do my course. Like right. my goal is if you're driven and you want to improve your life, come on in. But I don't want anyone to force you like, you know, go into high school or go into college, like, or I guess you're not forced in college, but I just didn't want it to be pulling teeth to yes. get these kids to do the course. So um, yeah, it's just more about me finding out where they're hanging out and then developing the relationship with them, with the, with the youth yeah, or the young adult. Right. I totally get that. Like, I feel like there's two different paths I want to talk to you about. Like one, I'm really interested in what you do because I have kids that age and I think it's so helpful for them. Like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like it opened my eyes to things like I feel like, have I done my job as a mother? Like, have I taught them these things, right? Um, so I love that piece of it. And I want to talk about that, but I'm so interested in that marketing piece that you just brought up too, because mm -hmm. I think that's really challenging for entrepreneurs who are, um, you know, maybe helping kids write their essays for college or helping kids fill out college applications or whatever they're doing, helping a, a kid uh, with the ACT. The client is the young adult, but the person paying is the parent. Yes. Yeah. 
that's a challenge. That was a struggle. It was. And I'm like, I don't want to redesign my website so that it looks inviting and welcoming to the parent. I want the kids to land on my website and go, Ooh, I want to be involved in this. Okay. I love that. Okay. So can you tell everyone what your website is? So if they're thinking right now, I want to see what she's talking about. Yeah. It's personalpowerhouse.com. Okay. Personalpowerhouse.com. Awesome. And I love that you mentioned, um, well, first of all, you said you used to be on Instagram, so I can't, I would be remiss to not say, tell me about (laughs) that. Like, why did you decide to get off of Instagram? Uh, I didn't want to. So on December 20th, they changed their terms of use to where basically they had access to a lot of your private life. It was saying like, um, we can, in a roundabout way, we can read your texts, we can see what you're doing on your phone, we can go through your contact list, we can um, check your Wi-Fi and then link up to other devices in your home. So like they would have access to my husband's phone or you know, if I had a kid, my kid's iPad, my TV, my smart TV. So I was like, oh man, <laughs> right. I have to draw the line somewhere. So, yes. and, and I didn't want to. And then I thought, you know what though? I was like, okay, God, you can grow my business with or without social media. And yeah. I am not relying on Instagram to grow my business. I'm relying on you. And I'm going to put in the work wherever it is. I can put in the work and then just leave it up to you to do the rest. Amen. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that, but I also love Instagram. I know. <laughs> I know. And I fought it for so I didn't even join Instagram for I think I I was so late. I think I joined Instagram a year or two ago. Yeah. And I was like, and then it became the app that I used the most oh, for yeah. my acting, for my business. And then it was like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I that would be like severing an arm for me at this point. I <laughs> I'm I think on there a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> well, and I teach it too. So I do a lot of That's work true. that has to do with Instagram. Okay. So tell me, you mentioned real briefly there, you're acting. And I would love for you to share that with the audience because this is a super cool thing about you. You know, um, it's a total lean in story. You are an actress. Oh, good call. So tell Never us thought about it like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that was another thing that um, God put on my heart. He put personal powerhouse on my heart, but then in college, he put acting on my heart because in high school, I tried it and I hated it and it was never going to be in my future ever. Okay. And then he just hit me with it one day while I was walking on campus. And so after that, I started pursuing it. I did some plays and then I moved, eventually moved to Austin so I could do the agent thing and do some training and start booking work. So yeah. And now I, um, and now mostly my preference is to tell positive stories that make you leave the theater and kind of want to improve your life. But my main thing right now is a show called Vindication. Um, it's a faith-based crime drama and I love it. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, thank you. Yeah. And I'm like, even if I wasn't in it, cause I play a detective in it, one of the lead detectives, even if I wasn't in it, it would still be one of my favorite shows because it encompasses everything that I love. <laughs> Yes. And when you're watching it, you're not like slammed over the head with this is a faith-based drama. Like it's not, you know, sometimes you watch and things that are faith-based and I mean, I'm just being honest here. Sometimes they're just kind of cheesy, you know, listen, I love the cheese. Like I watch Hallmark for hours during Christmas season and I love cheesy stuff, but sometimes they're just not well done and vindication is really well done. Yeah, the production quality is so good. And that's funny you say that because one of the 
like some of our negative reviews, we have so many positive reviews, like hundreds, Yeah. but the negative ones, I, they're like people who were upset to find out that it was faith-based because they love the show. Like they love the crime drama, but then they realize, oh, this is a Christian show. I don't like it anymore and slam it. Ooh, like, that's interesting. I know. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. They watched it. <laughs> they watched it. Well, yeah, because again, it's not like in your face slamming you over the head with it, you know? Yeah. And it's um, relatable. It's real world mm-hmm. stuff that I feel like a lot of um, faith-based, you know, films and shows and stuff don't really touch on. So right. that's why I love it. No, it's so good. And um, how do people watch that show? Like where can they stream it? Where can they find it? Yeah, it's um, the first season is on Amazon Prime and Pure Flix and um, which is Pure Flix is like the Christian Netflix, basically. Um, And then there's some other places. And then season two is fixing to drop, um, but it'll be the first five episodes right now. Mm -hmm. We're still filming the back five, but those are going to drop, I think, on Pure Flix only. Okay. Could be Amazon Prime also. So is Pure Flix like a subscription like Netflix? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, cool. Um, and you guys had a real break because of COVID, right? Like no actors, you weren't producing any shows at that time. <sighs> well, <laughs> because we're not like a massive, massive production, yeah. we did. We filmed a few episodes last year. And okay. I think one was shortly after the whole COVID thing started and then one was in the fall. And so we had two great shoots and all went great. And I'm super pumped that we got to do it. Oh yeah. No, that's awesome. You know, what's interesting is Austin. I've always, you know, I didn't know anything about it before we moved here six years ago or seven years ago now, but, um, I knew that it was music. Like it's always music, 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 but you get here and you realize there are a lot of movies and TV shows and actors here. Yeah. A lot. So did you ever think about going to Los Angeles or were you always happy with Austin? Yeah, I, like LA has never been my thing. I don't know if like I have this just idea of what LA is and don't really care to go be there or if I just love Texas or I don't know. I never really wanted to do the LA thing. I'm like, you know, God can can do what he's going to do wherever I am. So Amen. never had that idea. But yeah, there's there's so much here. And that's partly why I moved here because I was also thinking of Dallas, which also has a lot of um, film stuff happening there. Okay. Um, but no, I just ended up being Austin and my husband's in the film industry too. And so there's, there's a whole bunch of. Work is your there. husband an actor too, or is he behind the scenes? Yeah, he's behind the scenes. Okay. We're working on a uh, Walker, Texas Ranger right now. Oh my gosh. I love that. And isn't the guy in that, the guy from, um, Gilmore Girls, Jared Pilecki? Oh. Ooh, you know what? I don't know. I, I haven't kept up with it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, okay, y'all are filming it. That's cool. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're like, whatever, because that's yeah. like your life. And I'm yeah. like, tell me more about the movies. Tell me more. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think that everyone would be interested in that too. And I think, you know, part of the idea that you're being an entrepreneur is it's cool to hear the stories of what else we're doing, right? Like a lot of entrepreneurs have other jobs and they're entrepreneurial thing starts off as like a side hustle, right? Like that's not necessarily how they're going to make all their money, but sometimes it grows into their main thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that you are just kind of illustrating that. Like you have this other thing going on too, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I want to talk about the sisterhood because I think this is an amazing thing that you're doing within personal powerhouse. So can you tell us about the sisterhood? Yes. 
So I, I really wanted to speak to young women because as a, as a woman, as a person who's been a young woman before, I, I met a lot of things in life. Like I didn't know how to stand up to people in an inappropriate situation. I didn't know how to react, even if my insides and my thoughts were like, oh, I really want to say something and I really don't feel comfortable in my skin or I really don't. Um, just all these kind of insecurities and stuff. And I thought, I want to equip girls younger than me to feel confident and to feel equipped and um, just speak into them and build them up. Because, I mean, I feel like society just puts so much pressure on young women to fit some sort of mold. Yeah. So I was like, God, I really want to speak to young women. I really want to impact their lives in some way. So the sisterhood came about and it's a monthly membership for young women over 18 and it's a private place where we can talk about girl stuff, you know, like getting your period and didn't have my mom around or I'm in an abusive relationship or what do I do? Like I'm, I'm at the gas pump and I don't know how to work this, but I'm too embarrassed to like ask anybody, but we're there. There's core mentors. So I reached out to some girls on my network who are actually, they're all, they all happen to be actresses, but <laughs> wonderful women. And I was like, Hey, would you guys be up for being mentors in the sisterhood and speaking into the lives of these young girls and building them up and just kind of like giving them someone that they can trust and lean on and turn to in case they don't have a mother or an older sister or something like that. So yeah. that's where the whole sisterhood started and we just kicked off in January. So I'm really pumped. Well, it's so exciting. And I know you're going to have people come in there and talk because I get to come in there and talk about yes. and overcoming limiting thoughts, which I think is so fun. Um, you know, one of the things I've noticed is I think that we prepare our kids for college um, academically. Yeah. But we don't prepare them necessarily like uh, emotionally or learning, like you said, how to stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and I find that a lot of kids, I, I know just a lot of moms whose kids have struggled and my own has struggled with that transition to yeah. being on their own. and that idea of like, you know, I, some of them start to believe lies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that you have this cocoon at home a lot of times and maybe, maybe not everyone does obviously, but even when you do, you have like this nice family life or whatever, and then you leave and it's kind of like, anything's possible. I can do anything I want. And you, you haven't been talked to about like, okay, if a boy says this, or if somebody yeah. approaches you this way, or, um, I don't know, it, it's a really, really tender time. So I think just having mentors and having older women speaking life into you and just reminding you who you are, if you forgot, mm -hmm. or if you never knew, if you, maybe if you didn't have people that spoke life into you, but I think about like, um, when you mentioned if there was, if they were in an abusive relationship, like that's not something we prepare our children for. Right. Or nor do we like just put it out to the public and say, Hey, can someone help me? <laughs> oh, right. So you just kind of like sit through it on your own and try to figure it out. Yes. There's shame in kind of asking for help for that. Yeah. Um, also the drinking and the drugs, it's yeah. so rampant and it's so accepted and it's so expected. And I think, just having a place where kids can be honest and not mm -hmm. feel like they need to hide if, you know, cause they're, I think what happens is sometimes they make a mistake, which we all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And then there's this shame and they don't, they don't want to say anything. And so then they're kind of in that 
spiral. Yeah. And it, I think like you said too, I know you said, um, you wonder how you do as a parent preparing your kids for this. And part of it is I think parents are so busy that they are tackling like the physical things they're doing. They want to teach their kids this or that, the life skills or the um, person, you know, um, emotional stuff, but you're so busy and it just kind of slips your mind. But then the other part of that too is sometimes kids listen better to other people than they do their parents. Oh yes. You you get mother deaf, you're mother deaf. Yeah, that's a good point. And then we could be saying the exact same thing, but because it comes from a different mouth, it's more impactful. And so that's kind of how I see the sisterhood too. Is like, we are just a little bit older than these girls. And I think maybe we're more relatable because of that and thereby more impactful. Well, and I think, I mean, the fact that you're all actresses and you're beautiful and you're outgoing and I love that you use YouTube too as your platform for personal powerhouse a lot because I think the kids are, they're drawn in by video. They're drawn in by personality. They're, you know, all of that stuff works for what you're offering because again, if I went on there, I'm just somebody else's mom telling them, but you guys are that right age. Like you're right in the middle there, you know, like you're an older sister. And that's why I love that you call it the sisterhood. (laughs) Yes, me too. And I didn't, uh, I didn't touch on that, but like you said, you'll be coming in to talk to them because that's another part of it is exposing these girls to things they may not ever know. So like you, like limiting thoughts and we have different careers coming in, um, skincare, non-toxic products, a pilot who's going to come talk to the girls, a firefighter woman who's going to come talk to the girls. And so it's just like equipping them in a well-rounded way, like emotionally and then your goals and your dreams and your identity. So, yeah. Well, I love it. And I, I feel like part of what I do with Great Big Yes is I always want to show other women just kind of like, I'll go first. <laughs> and yeah. I'm, like, I'm not, like, I'll, I'll embarrass myself or I'll figure it out or I'll help you. I'll lead the way. And then also just showing people what's possible when you say yes. Like, so teaching courage in a way, like just mm-hmm. by doing. And I think that's what you're doing too is, showing them these different careers and introducing them to these different women, you never know what's going to spark like a fire in them, what they're going to be excited about. And they may end up going into that just because they heard someone speak about it. Yeah, it's so true. And I love, um, you said something a second ago that made me think of your podcast that you have that is, um, it's not that deep, just try stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Like that hit me so hard. I'm like, it's so true. Not everything holds the weight of the world on it. Just try it. It doesn't work. Try something else. <laughs> That's one of the things we get stuck on, right? We think it has to be the whole, like the end all be all, or it has to be the forever decision. And it has to mm-hmm. be, and it's like with what we're doing and entrepreneurship and life, you know, you, you try different things and then, you know, you look back and you say, like, I can see it now. There's a quote by Steve Jobs. He talks about, you can't connect the dots forward, but you can only connect them back. And when you look mm-hmm. back, you see that they're connected and you have to trust that they will connect. moving forward, but we can't see that yet. And so, um, I just love the idea of you mentoring these girls and it's just, it's awesome. And any exposure they have to women who are like living fully, like confidently and loving themselves is so good. You know, true. Is it all, um, Christian based? So I, on the application that I have these girls fill out, I do have a part that says, just so you know, we are a faith-based 
um, company, but you don't have to be a Christian to participate. And I just, I just want to let you know that there are going to be faith, you know, faith-based elements throughout our content without apology. And, you know, when you get into our private community, there's a lot of God talk and Jesus talk and relying on Jesus and our faith and everything. So they know they don't have to be a Christian to join, but our entire foundation is based on who Jesus calls us to be. And so that's how we operate. So, yeah. So what do you feel like as you've launched personal powerhouse and as you're launching the sisterhood and acting all the things, what do you feel like God is teaching you? Like what's, you know, I, I can look back and I can see transformation in, in myself from starting a business. Like, I think it's almost like, yeah, you're growing this business, but along the way, God is growing me. Like he's mm-hmm. making me um, see more clearly and what I want, right? Like kind of pruning out what I don't want and all of that. Like, how has that been for you? What have you learned from God through this process? Gosh, I feel like the one thing that really comes to mind that I feel like he's teaching me a lot of is trusting him. Like everything that I've done, I mean, right now, so vindication, as far as acting goes, vindication is where my main focus is. I don't have an agent right now and I have not been auditioning for gigs for about two years because I felt like in 2017 that God asked me to step out of the acting industry other than vindication. And there's a super awesome story that I love to tell about how I knew that I should stay in vindication, even though he was taking me out of acting. So I've had to trust him like, like, okay, God, if you're going to ask me to step away from acting, then please help me be excited about my friends who are, you know, booking and getting roles and stuff, because I'm not getting to pursue this anymore. And I'm sure you have a reason for it. And I'm going to trust that. Um, and then also in powerhouse, like, during this time that I've not been doing acting, I've been focusing so much on personal powerhouse and having to trust him through the process. And he gives me these little confirmations that yes, you are on the right track. Yes, you are doing what I asked you to do because so much of me is like, I'm ready to go. Like I have these big dreams and big goals and like, Lord, this is going really slow, but I feel like this is where you have me. So, so much of it is me just trusting that I am doing the right thing. Well, I love that. And I remember when you and I first talked, I remember um, we had a phone conversation and Mm -hmm. you had told me some of your big dreams and like, you are a visionary. I mean, you are a visionary. (laughs) Like he has planted some big dreams in your heart. And so I know what you're saying, like trusting him in the process, trusting him, being patient, I bet too, right? Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So tell me, you said there's a story about how you knew you should only do vindication. What happened? <laughs> okay. Yes. I love that one. So, um, so in 2017, like I said, when I felt like he was pulling me out of it, we, my husband and I moved to West Texas and I was like, okay, cool. We're going to work in the oil field. We're going to do something else until, you know, God tells us to do the next thing. So the day before I was going to a temp agency, Um, the director of indication, he had already told me he was writing a role for me because they'd done the first one or two episodes. And he was like, I'd love to bring you on as a detective. Um, you know, this, that, and the other. So yeah, when it came down to it, he was like, Hey, I have the role written. I know that you've said that you're not doing acting anymore, but do you still want this role? And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Like my flesh wants the role a hundred percent, but I feel like God is taking me out of it. 
And he was like, well, do you want to pray about it and get back to me? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's about the only thing I can do. So I did, I prayed about it and I was like, Lord, I really feel like you took me out of it, but I also feel like you gave me this role. So I don't know what to do. Just like, give me some sort of clear knowing or clear sign or something. So the next day I went to the temp agency and when I walked in, there was a gentleman sitting in the chair to the left of me and he was super friendly for somebody who was looking for a job, but he was like, hello. And I'm like, oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> nice, sir. And then I'm standing at the desk and this lady walks out of an office kind of in the back and she, <laughs> she just walks out of the office and looks at me and kind of cocks her head and she goes, would you want to be in a commercial? Oh <laughs> I was like, yeah. um, a commercial for what? And she was like, for our staffing agency. I was just in my office praying that God would send me an actor. Oh <laughs> I was my like, gosh, no I way. Know. Yes. And I was like, oh, well, that's perfect because I am an actor. And so the guy that was sitting to my left was the director of the commercial. Oh, no. yes. And so I filled out the paperwork and we shot the commercial. Okay. That is such a good God story. It is. And I love it. And like to the cherry on top was when I was leaving it. So it was like a 45 minute drive to the staffing agency. And when I left the house, I was like, I don't want to wear this shirt. And so I changed shirts to like a solid, nice, uh, simple shirt. And it worked out perfectly because in the film world, the shirt I was wearing first would have been bad for camera. It would have morayed. It would have had all the tiny pinstripes on it. Right. So like even that little detail was God. Like change your oh. shirt, you're going to be in a commercial. It's so encouraging because, you know, it's so encouraging. Yes. <laughs> like yes. He's, he cares about the shirt. Yes. Like totally. He's, he's in all the details and we can trust. So when we have that feeling like, I don't want to wear this shirt, then don't wear the shirt. Change it. Yeah. Right? Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Me too. And it gave me so much peace because I'm like, Lord, okay, thank you. I know that I can do vindication but I'm still not doing acting. Yeah. So it's like, it's cool because like even the director knows like vindication is the thing that I'm doing, the thing that God has allowed me to do. So it's just been, it's just been amazing. And I, like I said, I don't have an agent. I'm not doing any gigs and it's so weird yet. I still have constant work with vindication. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Yeah. I love it so much. And I love just how that set you up to just trust him. Like, you know, I think sometimes we say, well, I'm going to trust God. And then I have to remind myself sometimes, you know, when I feel like, oh, maybe I could control this a little bit better than God. Um, mm -hmm. I remember all the times that I trusted him and he's trustworthy. Like yes. all the times he's protected me, all the times he's provided for me, all the times I didn't know what was going on, but he did. Like he's not asleep at the wheel. No. And can I, can I like, uh, promote something right quick? Yeah. So my mom sent me this video. It's a YouTube video from transformation church. They're out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the pastor, he's doing a segment, um, on crazy faith. And he has an amazing story about the vision that God gave him, which was huge. And then trusting God in the process. And he has this really neat illustration that he does on stage about two different chairs. So if, if anyone wants to go check it out, it's um, Transformation Church, Crazy Faith. Oh, if you send me the link, um, I oh, can put okay. it in the show notes. And yes. so just so you guys, if you're listening and you're walking or you're driving or something, <clears throat> I'm going to put all the links to Personal Powerhouse and um, the link that she just talked about from the church and all the things and all the ways to reach Venus um, on, in the show notes at greatbigyes.com. So 
Don't worry about that. We can definitely include that, but I love it. I love it. Yes. And I wanted to say that because I know that the people that are listening to your podcast are big dreamers and they're going after goals. And even though it doesn't seem like it might happen, it's, it was so encouraging for me to watch and learn. I just cried because I'm like, Lord, you've given me so many big visions and like, I don't know how they're going to come to pass, but this sermon was just so good. Yes. And thank you for saying that. It's true. A lot of people listening are dreaming and envisioning Mm -hmm. a different future for themselves. They're entrepreneurial. They're taking chances. You know, that's one of my, um, I'm all about taking action, right? Taking inspired action. And this year I'm like, I'm going to take more risks. I'm going to take more chances. Like, you know, and I think, um, when you trust God, it's, you're braver. You know, I've heard people call it Godfidence versus confidence because it's mm-hmm. like, you just feel like, well, it's kind of like, it's like you were saying about my podcast. That's called, you know, um, just try stuff. It's not that deep because God's got you. God's yeah. got you. And if it's not for you, the door will close. Yeah. But if it's for you, the door will open. I think and then that, when you start to build, building that trust is kind of like a muscle, right? The more mm-hmm. you do it, then you recognize that door opening. You recognize that sign. You recognize that feeling and you go, oh, I'm going to go toward that. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. It's so exciting. All right. So I want to make sure I get to ask you our four questions that I ask my guests. Okay. Um, so what is a movie you love? Okay. <laughs> So there's a movie that I did not think I was going to love because the way it started out was not my cup of tea. Like it starts out with the F-bomb. Oh. And, but my husband was like, it's a good movie. So I'm like, okay, there's a reason you said that. I will just watch it. So it's called Ink. I-N-K. Have you heard of it? No. It's really, really neat. And it has a really great lesson in it. And it's not my typical kind of movie, but it has become my favorite. I don't even think it's a known movie. Okay. It could, it could be, but called ink ink I, ink I don't know the director i don't know the writer i can only tell you ink <laughs> okay i love that i love hearing about things i've never heard of that's perfect yeah um all right what book do you love uh psycho cybernetics have you okay. heard of that one no oh it's so good so one of my former employers um gave me the book yeah or yeah gave me because like a parting gift or something and oh my gosh it's by maxwell maltz and it's not like a read it in a weekend thing. It's like read it and apply it. And it's very introspective. Okay. And oh, it's just so, so good. So psycho cybernetics. And it's Maxwell who? Maxwell Maltz. Okay. I'm going to have you um, send that to me too. And we'll put okay. that in there. Um, Cause I have never heard of that. I love asking these questions. Cause then I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. And so what is one good piece of advice you've received in your life? Um, So this one is more, it came from an acting um, coach and it, I'll have to tell a little bit of the story, but I was telling her when I joined her class, I was like, just so you know, I won't do scenes that involve this. I won't say these words. I won't do this physically with a scene partner. And if you're okay with that, like I'll take your class. And she I did not expect this because she's very known. Um, And she was like, that's fine. She said, you know what? The way I see it is at the end of the day, you're the one who has to look down on your own mountain and be okay with everything that you've done. (gasps) Yeah. I love that. I was like, thank you. Like, I thought you were going to tell me not to take your class. (laughs) Right. So I love that. So empowering. It is. 
Because I think we're afraid to ask for what we need and to say what our limits are and mm-hmm. to say what we won't accept. We think we have to go along with the crowd. We think we have to just, you know, almost like because she's a known acting coach, a lot of people might go in there real fearful and just right. think, I'll do whatever you say. Exactly. Yes. And so many actors really are that way. I've had so many actor friends do things they didn't want to do because like one of the, I guess, themes in the industry is you've got to do it. Like you have to be willing to do these things. Otherwise you're not going to be successful. And my brain is like, no, I'm a human and I have morals and values and I will not do that. Well, and that's so good that you're setting that example and that she's like empowering you in that and saying yes. And, and, you know, clapping for you for asking. Yeah. Because um, that's why Hollywood's so awful. I know you and I share like an absolute disgust with um, just the child sex trafficking and the child Mm -hmm. pornography and all of that. And how, but if you think about it, so if you are a child and all of these adults around you are saying, this is the way you have to do it in order to be in the business, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't don't have the self-awareness and the maturity and the strength to stand up for yourself. And usually right. you have a parent who's clueless. Yes. Wants I, the thing. I was going to say too. Yeah. Um, so I just love that you did that, that you had that strength and, and you did it. You had the courage to speak up for yourself. And I love how it was received. Don't you, like in that story, I think it's so important that we, so it's, I love to focus on like you and being empowered to say what you need. And then also though, how she received it was so beautiful. It was. And I like, that's the part that shocked me the most was not only was it exactly what I needed to hear, but it came out of her mouth. (laughs) And that was my first introduction of her. So that, I mean, other people may not be surprised, but I guess I, I just assumed that she was going to be like, no, you're all in or you're out. And so think about that from our perspective as we move forward, like in the world, right? Like there's so much chaos out there, right? Like it says in scripture, you let the world that doesn't know a thing about living tell you how to live, right? Yes. it's It's so we're out there in the world and it's like, but we get to be the receiver of something someone's telling us when someone's setting a limit or when someone's saying, um, this is my boundary, Mm -hmm. we get to say, good for you. You should set that boundary. That's Mm -hmm. great. I accept that. I receive that. Right. Like we get to be like the people who perpetuate everyone being empowered. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm not saying it's just coming to my mind now, but I love the idea of someone one day telling a story that Venus was the one who told her like, that's awesome. You should have boundaries. Like basically she said, you know, you have, you're the one who has to look at your mountain, but Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's what you're doing in the sisterhood. Yeah. In personal powerhouse. Like you're, you're giving them strength and tools and, but also that, um, that tenacity or that courage to say, Hey, I'm worthy mm-hmm. of having boundaries and I'm worthy of speaking up for myself. Yes. A hundred percent. And like knowing how to do it. Cause that's the thing. I feel like some people want to do it. They want to stand up for themselves. They want to not fight back, but they, you know, they want to set those limits, but they don't know how they're not comfortable doing it. And so that's what, that's what I really want to help them get. And I do think there's a, there's a element of, um, as a woman, there's an element of in culture 
and in Christian culture that maybe, um, maybe we've misunderstood that humility, being humble, which the Lord asks us to be, mm-hmm. means being weak or being subservient in a way where Right. That's not what the Lord was saying. You know what I mean? Like right. almost like letting anyone do anything to us, like becoming yeah. a format. And so I think it's important to have Christian voices, like women who love the Lord speaking up for boundaries and, mm-hmm. you know, speaking out for what you need and all and empowering young women. It's, there's messages that, I mean, we don't know what messages people have received from their family yeah. and from their church or from even society. Um, I think it's changing on, uh, you know, generation wise, but some of these young girls then think sometimes think power means like wearing a thong on Instagram. Right. And it's kind of like, well, that's not really the power we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, okay. So one more question, who is someone that you admire? This one's uh, really hard because I admire a few people, Um, but my mother comes to mind. Like she is, her faith is so contagious. Like when we were talking about trust earlier and trusting God, her seeing her trust him despite the things that she's going through is like what makes it easier for me to trust him. Um, And it's so good because she's, she'll do things or say things that to the world seems totally ludicrous, but she's like, no, God spoke this to me. It's going to be, or, you know, she's living her life in a way that uh, I guess worldly people just don't understand. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, to have the faith that you do and to keep pushing, even though you see no, you don't see God doing anything, but you trust that he is in the spiritual realm or behind the scenes, he's doing work that gives me so much like confidence and so it's like, it's contagious. Her faith and trust in him is just contagious. Right. It's such a good example. Like you actually Mm -hmm. see it in action. Yes. That's incredible. And, and to have that be your mom. Yeah. Blessing. Oh, totally. Yes. She's helped me through so many things, especially like this whole acting and powerhouse. And I'm like crying to my mom, like (laughs) this didn't turn out right. This isn't going the the way I thought it would. And I don't even know if I'm doing the right thing. And she's like, honey, remember when God said this? Yeah. He's doing that. And it's just, she's my sounding board. Like she's amazing. I have an incredible mom too. And um, she's my biggest fan and loves the Lord and is so prayerful and is just so joyful and is always um, hopeful and just incredible. Mm -hmm. And I think of her, I mean, she's still with us. Thank thank God. Um, But I I think of her all the time, like with everything, with parenting, with work, when I'm talking to people, when I'm meeting someone new, she was always so kind and so friendly and she's my biggest fan. So like, if I know, like, if I think no one's listening to the podcast, at least I know my mom is listening. Yes. <laughs> and, and she loves it, no matter yeah. what. She's like, oh, that was so good, honey. You know? <laughs> oh, God for my mom. She's all, like such an ego boost for me. <laughs> right? That's totally my mom, too. She's like, honey, it was so good. I'm like, wait, but was it really? <laughs> but, but she, I mean, she will be honest. She's like, oh, that wasn't really, I don't know. I didn't really look. So she's, yeah. a, good, she's a good balance. <laughs> yeah. But no, so I, encouraging. I, can't even count the, uh, the times where my mom has, uh, lifted me up if I was feeling down, you know, and, yes. but, but in a real worldly, smart, wise way, like, you know, wash your face, 
put your Mm -hmm. lipstick on and get out there. Like the pity party's over, you know? (laughs) So it just kind of depends on what's going on, but she's always, always, always lifting me up. So I love that you said your mom. Yeah. It's incredible when we can say that. I know. Um, I think of that too. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So before we go, I want you to share, um, I know you had something you wanted, you have going on that you can offer to people who are listening and I love Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So I have, um, a a download for your listeners. So it's, um, life skills, like, and I know that sounds weird, like, Oh, I'm an adult or I'm a parent and I don't need life skills. But I think I said this in the beginning, I've had so many parents or, um, just, uh, just not even parents, like adults tell me how much they've learned from, from just following my page. And so, so yes, I have a download. It's um, 30 life skills tips and some of it will be specific for young adults, but a lot of it is just for anybody to know. And so if they go to personalpowerhouse.com slash great big, yes, they can get that download. And I um, love that. Yeah. Made it for you. And also, I don't think I mentioned this either, but if, people aren't really like keen on YouTube. Um, Personal Powerhouse is also on Roku on the Christian. Oh gosh. I just, Oh, creative motion online. That's their, that's their, I don't know how Roku works, but I don't creative know motion what network. Roku is. How do you spell it? R O K U. It's a okay. streaming service. I believe I don't have it. Um, but they just like reached out and they were like, Hey, can we put your YouTube videos on our channel? And I was like, yeah, and they're, they're a faith-based um, channel also. So they have a ton of faith-based people. Okay. I love that. So it's like YouTube, but it's called Roku. Mm-hmm. Roku. And then the channel that you find it is creative motion network. Okay. Creative motion. Network. And I can send you a link to that too. Yeah. We're going to put all of this in the show notes, you guys. Venus, I have learned so much. Yay! <laughs> you. I learned about Pure Flix. I learned about Ink, the movie, um, your book that you recommended. Um, but I love what you do, and I'm so glad that God connected us. I know that Me it too. was a divine connection. It was, you know, through a friend, and I love that um, you're a part of Team Yes, and you just bring such beautiful energy, and the way that you trust God is an example for all of us, too. And so I love that you shared some stories about that today. And you've said some things today, just in your regular conversation about trusting, like you were like, I know God's going to help it grow. I know God's going to help me Mm -hmm. find the people. And, and that's really good encouragement for people listening. Um, it doesn't go exactly as we planned. The numbers always don't come like right away. And yeah, you know, um, I think we dream of being overnight successes, but it's a lot of work and it's consistency and prayer and trust. So I love that message. Oh, me too. And I'm like, when you were talking about uh, the phone call that we had at the beginning, I'm like, you know, I don't really know that I have limiting thoughts. I think my problem is that I dream so big and then I don't hit it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But that trust comes in. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. And like I said, I'm going to put all the links and everything in um, the show notes at greatbigguest.com. But, um, I just wish you the best and I'm cheering you on. You know, I'm like one of your biggest fans and I can't wait to see all of this grow and I'm, I'm trusting and believing with you and for you. Thank you so much, Sue. And thank you for having me on. I love it. I love love it. It's so fun. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Bye.